Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. First question. Um, my first question, someone says, apart from prayer and asking God, is there any other way to receive the gift of the Spirit? Apart from prayer and asking God, is there any other way to receive the gift of the Spirit? Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. I believe this person is asking this question because for like two weeks, what am I saying? A month, like six Sundays now, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've taught a lot about the Holy Spirit. And um, I believe that's why this person is asking. Uh, but I know some of you joined the middle of the teaching. Some of you... Um, we're there from the beginning right to the end. And the reason why um, uh, we taught this part is because, listen, in this time and age that we are in, as the church, as the body of Christ, every one of you here inclusive, these are not the days for you to see the Holy Spirit as a stranger. And that's why we taught. And trust me, even if I dedicate two months to teach about the Holy Spirit, I can assure you there will still be something to teach. Because he is the custodian or the author of the Bible. You know, he's the author of the Bible. There is, you cannot over preach. Just like you saying you want to preach about Jesus and you want to finish it in two weeks. No, you cannot. Even in two months. Because there would always be something fresh. But um, as we go, for example, this question is now, I'm still going to teach about certain things as well. So that at least you get to know. Now, the person asks that, my question is, apart from prayer and asking God. Now, let's stop there. Let's stop there. You know, I told you I'm going to be, I'm going to be, we are all in class now. We are in the school, school of, um, call it school of ministry or school of church or school of, because as I said, my goal is to make sure that you are, um, you, 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 you are rock solid when it comes to the word of God and the scriptures. The person who asked this question, you said, apart from prayer and asking God, first things first, that is like tautology. Prayer is asking God. Hey, I'm sure you never thought that I was going to take it from that angle. But you need to understand that there is no difference when you pray and when you ask God. So because when you said, apart from prayer and asking God, they are the same thing. When you pray, you ask God. When you ask God, you pray. So I'm going to put that as one. So apart from prayer, because I just, I'm not going to read the asking God anymore because I just told you they are the same thing. Now I just put that out there so you know. So apart from prayer, is there any other way to receive the gift of the Spirit? Now, um, I will say yes, but with a big question mark. Yes, because God, the Bible says God is a spirit. When Jesus was teaching the woman at the well in, in John 4, there about, when God was talking about worship and, and all, Jesus said, for God is a spirit and they that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, if you understand the fact that the Bible says God is a spirit, so therefore, and at the same time, when you say the gift of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit, which is the present, the Spirit of the Lord. I read to you in Isaiah last week when the Bible says, um, uh, they shall come from the stem from the rod of Jesse, and it talks about the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. He calls him one and the Spirit of the Lord, then he gives other attributes. 
I think there were seven gifts or seven personalities. He called them the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. I taught all of that last week. Now, if you notice the first thing he said there, as a matter of fact, let us go there, the book of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah 11, um, I'm reading it again just to re-answer re this question. The Bible says, And there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall go out from the from and a branch shall go out of his roots. Verse 2, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Period. Now, if you start counting these attributes, because I told you now what number now, let's count. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's number one. The spirit of wisdom, that's number two. And understanding, that's number three. The spirit of counsel, that's number four. And might, that's number five. The spirit of knowledge, that's number six. And the fear of the Lord, that's number seven. So now, if you're talking about the, the, the Holy Spirit, there are seven attributes according to that scripture that I just showed to you. The first attribute is you cannot talk about the Holy Spirit without talking about the Lord. I hope you get that. You cannot talk about the Holy Spirit without talking about God himself. That's why the first attribute on that list, he is first the Spirit of the Lord. Not the spirit of a preacher, not the spirit of of your of 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 Mary or every other thing. No, the Holy Spirit is his first attribute. Anywhere you see him manifest, you have seen God. Anywhere you expect him to manifest, God is there in the midst. So that's why I keep saying things like the reason why we can be the temple of the Holy Ghost is because the Holy Spirit cannot be in a place where God does not dwell. If God is not comfortable being in a place, he will not abort in that place. And that's the reason why all the things that Christ did, all the things that Christ did on the cross was to be such that when God looks at you, he's seen the Christ in you. And when God is comfortable, like the Bible says, knowing this word, we have, we now have peace. You know, we have peace. Jesus brought down the middle wall partition. We have no issues with God. We have no, all those things are already taken away in Christ Jesus. That's the reason why God now looks at you and he has, there is no, um, there is no, he's not, there is no past in you anymore. And when that, he, when he sees that, the Holy Spirit brings his first attribute, the spirit of the Lord. He comes in and he can take rest. Now, the reason why I explained that part to you is because when you say, is there any other way to receive the gift of the Spirit? You can go to God in prayer and ask. Because this Bible says, ask and you shall receive. You will see Jesus in the scriptures when Jesus also prayed for the disciples and then they received. But at the same time, the Bible says, okay, let me show you, let me show you, go to the book of 1 Corinthians 14 in verse 1. The first thing the Bible says here, it says, follow after charity. And what's charity? Love. Follow after charity. And what's charity? Love. And after that statement, what the Paul says, he says, desire spiritual gifts. Did you see that? He says, follow after charity. Now, what is charity? Charity is love. That's why you cannot be a Christian and then you say you hate. Listen, I cannot. People can hurt you. People can. There are a lot of things that people would do to you. But once you, you, it's more like you saying you want to be. The Bible says God is love. So you cannot have God and then you don't have love. Listen, it takes a lot of growing, especially in the things of the spirit. That's why the more you walk with the Holy Spirit, the more the things that does not radiate God. It, it comes down naturally. I'm telling you, 
it, it comes down naturally. It comes down naturally. The more, the more you walk with God, the more you practice His presence, the more you prioritize the things of God, there are certain attributes that would also reflect in you. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, desire spiritual gifts. That is to tell you that there is a place of desire. There is a place of you desire. So when the person says, apart from praying, is there any other way to ask to receive the gift of the Spirit? Yes. Which is where I'm going, but I wanted to teach this first. Once you have a desire, now the spirit of the, the when the person said the gifts, the gifts of the spirit, I believe that first things first, you can, as which I've answered in a way, you can pray to receive the Holy Ghost, which is what you do with asking God. At the same time, in church, we can hold hands and I can pray for you to receive that gift, which is the second part I, I'm also going to now when we talk about the gifts now that is not now not the person because i already told you that the person of the holy spirit god gives that and as long as god you've accepted christ as lord and savior you have rights to that gift that's why peter uh, paul asks them um, i think i read it in one of the teachings he says have you received the holy ghost since you believed he asked certain people i think somewhere in acts i read it in one of the teachings that we had and that's because according to the ch the first church they did not expect them to be Christians without, um, uh, without walking in the gift of the Spirit or knowing the presence of the Holy Spirit. But it's, so, it's just so, um, permit me to use the word unfortunate, how that we have found ourselves in a time and age whereby there are people who have made a doctrine, even as far as having a ministry, out of don't walk in the Holy Spirit, don't preach about the Holy Spirit. They, 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 they see some of us who, or some of the people who talk about the Holy Spirit, they see them as um, um, overly spiritual or spooky. For example, I know of denominations who don't believe in speaking in tongues. The truth about it is, I, I'm not, I'm not, I know what God has called me to do. It, my, my place is not to go there and um, talk about, as long as they are Christians. The truth is, you can be a Christian without walking in the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's possible. But I can tell you that you will be limited in certain things. You will be limited in certain things. It's just the difference between a, a, an eagle and, a, and an air, a, a chicken. Both of them are birds. But when it comes to flying, no matter how much the chicken wants to run, run from here to Joburg, you cannot fly. Why? Because you've not, you've not imbibed what makes that thing possible. And that's the difference. That's the difference. When you're saying all birds come here, the chicken too will come, the orc, the eagle, the penguin, everybody will come. But when it comes to flying, when it comes to operating certain realms, for example, the eagle can, if he's at the top of the mountain, he can see that far. A chicken can never see such. As a matter of fact, the same thing as well, when they eat, an eagle can spot a prey or something that would be edifying to him, miles apart, receiving the gift of the spirit, when you are in the in the congregation or in the midst of anointed folks, that gift can also be gotten because the Bible says desire. So, which is another part. I read to you First Samuel. If you remember what we talked about in Samuel, Samuel told Saul. He said, "Walk into that place, go from me." And Samuel told him that when you get to a place, you will see the company of prophets. You understand the gift of prophecy. Saul never walked in it before. Until he started walking in the midst of prophets and that gift came alive. I hope you understand that now. 
One of the scriptures we read, I think Galatians, when the Bible says, he that sows in the flesh shall reap corruption. And he that sows in the spirit, the Bible says he shall reap life. So how do you sow in the spirit? Pretty much, for example, you are walking in the midst of people who every day they share the word. They talk about spiritual things. That alone gives, you. you, you it's more like you, you, you put certain things on the inside of you. And that same way, the, the, the flow of the Holy Ghost is like magnets. And there are times, and listen now, you know, to, these are the prophetic dimensions. There are times, where, and that's why ministry is very, 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 very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. Go, go with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms. Let me show you something. Psalms 133. Psalms 133 verse 2. Listen, I'm going prophetic now. The Bible says, um, I just want to extract a scripture, a line of scripture, but I want to show you all this. The Bible says, Psalms 133 verse 1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like a precious ornament upon the head. Upon where? The head. Did you see that? It's like a precious ornament upon the head and ran down upon the beards, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. Listen, if you notice, he said, the oil runs down from where? The head. The Bible gives a particular breakdown. And from the head, he comes down to the beards. From the beards, he comes down. Now, this is a very sensitive scripture. That's the reason why, listen to me, when you find yourself in, a, in the presence of one who is anointed by the Holy Ghost for something, if you surround yourself around that anointing for so long, some of the traits will start to manifest in your life. And that's the same way it was. Listen, what, these things now are, I think, I'm, let me just go a little bit deep. That's why people don't understand how ministry is very, very sensitive. When you, when you for example, as one who... From where I stand, there are certain things that once I start walking in it and it's dominant, a core gift, even if you don't have to do so much and you are just around that grace, it will happen. It's the same way as well. Negative things. When you roll around people who they, they talk, they do, they, they, all those negative things. Another thing, when you read the book of Psalms 1, the first thing David says, he says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's, that's the first instruction Psalms uh, opened up to. He says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and does he does it meditate day and night? The Bible says the kind of person he would be. Why do you think, when the Bible says in Psalms 1 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the, in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth not in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, Psalms 1 verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Did you see this now? This person did not have to pray. He didn't have to ask anything. He didn't have to. Now, don't get me wrong. That does not mean prayer is not important. Because I told you, he is the spirit of the Lord. If you have beef with God, his spirit is not going anywhere with you. Now, let me, let me, let me use that popular, you know. That's why Jesus, that's why I emphasize that every Christian, Jesus has ended that beef. Permit me to use the word. Since all, every one of you will understand that. He has ended that issue that we have with God. Now, because Jesus ended it, his spirit can work with us. If you look at what Psalms is saying here, he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse 3, he says, It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
And I've told you about a lot of times when the Bible talks about rivers, 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 is synonym to a type of the, of the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus cried out. I think I shared that in the teaching as well. He says, if any man thirsts, how many of you remember when I shared that? He says, if any man thirsts, let him come and ask of me to drink. And what did Jesus say after? He said, for out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And what did the Bible say in the ending of that scripture? He said, but this he spoke about the promise of the Holy Spirit. You see now, that's why you don't need to miss any... My teachings are always progressive. I always build on where I was coming from. You understand? So when Jesus said that, that he said, whoever thirsts, let him come and drink of me. And out of his belly would flow rivers of the living waters. And the scripture immediately after Jesus said that, the Bible says, and this he spoke about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which was not given yet because Jesus was not yet glorified. That's how the Bible put it. But the moment Jesus was glorified, the Spirit of the Lord will flow. Now, if you notice one of the things Psalm says here, he says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living waters that bring forth fruits in the season. Verse 1 and verse 2 did not talk about this person praying. Psalms 133 verse 1 and verse 2 did not talk about this person praying. It only mentioned that this person was in the council of, of Christians. He says, this person did not keep the counsel of ungodly people. That's why when people call around me and say, oh, uh, pastor, I'm having a dream. Someone is chasing me. Someone have In what congregation have you been? That is how Christianity is. It's because maybe some of them just have these platforms to put themselves on TV. And because you keep seeing those things on TV, without you going back to the word, you will think because you see it every time, that makes it right. It does not necessarily mean it makes it right. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So here, the counsel of the people you keep is critical as well. The association of the people you keep is critical as well. That's why you cannot say you are a Christian who are filled with the Holy Ghost and all of that. And then um, on Monday morning, you, 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 you start acting in various places or you put yourself in a place where you know it, it sniffs that life from you. That's why we have such a phrase called carnal Christians. Carnal Christians. They are Christians, but there are certain things that still comes and looks as though ah, ah, it's like a stronghold. And God did not create us to be in that realm. That's why church is necessary. It's not, it's not one of those things that you play with on a side. And that's the truth. And I'm not trying to say this for anyone listening to me. In this day and age, <laughs> It's as much as, yes, go to work, go to all of that. But anything that does not empower or gives faith to your spirit. Listen, you might think you are missing, you are missing, you are missing. <laughs> okay, today, I just don't feel like. Tomorrow, I just don't feel like. Next tomorrow, I just don't feel like. And you think everything is still, you know, good and fine. Listen, that's because I'm unskillful in the word of, of righteousness. That's the reason why he said, he said, strong meat belongs to certain people. Those ones are not babes. Because you come to a realm in God, listen, the moment you start to, you know, some of my friends those days, we call it, uh, when you start to leak, you know, some of you, some, someone here will know what I'm talking about. Those of you who call it when you start to leak, we just, it's, just, it's not as if it's a scriptural term, but we know what we say. You know, you've, you've watched um, everywhere, Big Brother UK, uh, Small Brother London, you've watched everything, you, everything is already, it's so thick in your flesh to the point whereby 
you know, listen, and I'm not, I'm not here trying to talk down. I'm just trying to let you know what the scripture says. That's the Bible says we need to sow into our spirit. So can you also walk in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost without praying? Now, don't forget, because you said, my question is, apart from prayer, is there another way to receive the gifts of the spirit? And that's why I said yes, but with a quote. Because I don't want you to be Christians who don't pray. And at the same time, 1 Corinthians 14 says, desire. Desire. If you see a man of God or a woman of God or someone that God is using greatly for something and you desire that gift, the scripture already says you can desire it. The moment when you have that desire, one way or the other, things will just, you. at times if it's a book you have to read, read the book. At times, if you have to sow in the life of that person, did you hear what I'm telling you? Because these are scriptural terms. At times, if you have to sow in the life of that person, you see somebody who, he walks in the realm of the, the healing. Healing, he's a gift. He, he, that gift, and you want to walk in that gift as well. You can, you can, at times, sowing can be you, let me buy a book of this pastor, of this preacher, of this person. Once you know that, no, this person, it has to be God. And trust me, when you see them, and I'm telling you, these things flow. I just read to you Psalms 133. The Bible says, from the head, it flows down to the beards, flows down to the skirts. So that's why as long as you can, permit me to use the word, with, 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 with a prophetic eye, position yourself rightly, that oil will flow. Let me read one other scripture so that at least you will also understand. For I can give you multiple, multiple. For example, the day Jesus, uh, Mary was anointed by the Holy Ghost and she became pregnant. The Bible says Elizabeth's baby did not move. Did not move. An angel showed up to the husband. Um, what's the name of that prophet again? Um, 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 Zachariah. Zachariah was doubting the angel because he was old. But God needed John to come into the, into the scene. Because without, according to the prophetic word, if John did not come, Jesus would not have a forerunner. And that was not what the prophecy said. But Zechariah's unbelief almost cost, cost his wife the, prophet, the, pro, the, the promises of God. And what did the angel do? The angel, without the permission of God, caused, caused um, um, Zechariah to be mute. Listen, when it comes to spiritual things, we have to be very, very sensitive. And that's why, as a pastor, listen, anyone listening to this on, on, on Spotify or on Amazon, as a pastor, teach God's children the raw word of God. Why? Because every one of us need it. The Spirit of the Lord might want to move in your church. Listen to me. I'm about to say something very profound. Listen. The Spirit of the Lord might want to move in your church and as the pastor, he might not want to do it through you. I'm, I'm that pastor who will say that. He might not want to do it through you. Maybe because he wants to move in a certain realm. Because I saw it in, 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 in Exodus as well. God needed to do certain things and Moses was overwhelmed. And what, it was God that instructed him. Get me others. What I would do is the same spirit I have put upon you, I will put it upon them. God did not create anything new. It was the same thing that he gave to Moses. He just took part of it and he gave it to others. But as a Moses, if I don't even position every one of you, that's why when you read the scripture, listen, a lot of things that we've always gone to God to ask for, God is not, how do I put it? Listen, in this day and age, God is not so big on inventing new things. He can if he wants to. But he would always give the pattern. He would always give the pattern. That's why we have to be very, very uh, strong on the word of God. 
Moses was complaining. Listen, the Israelites wanted to run him down. Because he wanted to do everything. He was the one that wanted to raise the dead. He was the one that wanted to sing the song. He was the one that wanted to do the ushering. He's the one that wanted to do this. He's the one that wanted to do that. And he literally wanted to run himself down. And what was God's counsel to him? The day he went to God to complain, what did God say? He said, get me 70. It's there in the scripture. In, in that your Bible, it is there. What did God say? He said, the same spirit that I've put upon you, Moses... I'm not going to create any new one. I'm going to put it upon every one of them. Listen now. Now, that's another question. The person who has this question, besides praying, is, it, is there another way to receive the gift of the Spirit? The 70 people that received the gift upon Moses did not pray for it. I hope you can hear me. And I'm teaching this not to play down the ministry of prayer, but because they were in that ministry. They were in that place. And he was. He, he, there was a word he snatched Listen, the church ought to be the place whereby a, a venue filled with powerful people. Powerful. And that's why I'm not, I'm not so big on having a one on having stars in church. This is not this is not Barcelona. This is not, and I'm not trying to play down clubs. This is not this is not Man U. This is not Arsenal. This is not all those things. There is no such a thing as somebody having a special shirt. Listen, it might be hard on the flesh of people, and I'm not teaching you this to go and disrespect anointed people. Listen, if you're anointed, you will know the price that cost people to get there. That's the reason why the first day Elisha met Elijah, he, he did not need to... The Bible said he told his parents that, come, there is something upon the life of this man. I need to drop everything I'm doing with you and follow him. You think Elisha just got double portion because he knew how to spell double? No. Because the grace you don't respect, the anointing you don't honor, it can't flow in your life as well. Pray from now till tomorrow. Now, that's the hard part. You're talking about prayer. Pray from now to tomorrow. If you don't honor the anointing or if you don't honor the Spirit, there are certain things. That's what the Bible says. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He's the only person in the Bible that the Bible... Listen, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can have misunderstanding with a fellow sister in church. It's possible because all of us are still in the flesh. Somebody might step on your toes tomorrow while you are entering. And I hope people with their cameras off, please put it on, please. It will really help me. You know, somebody can step on your on your on your on your on your legs or your feet tomorrow in church. That's why you have the spirit of forgiveness. Forgive them. Jesus said, forgive 70 times 70. Why? Because that's the same, the same way the Father forgives us. But when he came to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> he said, Don't grieve him. That's why I've warned every one of you here. Listen, I am aware that we have false prophets. I am aware that we have false prophets in this day and age. Why? Because Jesus told us false prophets will happen. False prophets will come. The reason why I'm teaching every one of you with so much, with so much um, um, grace like this is I want to make every one of you sound. This is not the time to play around with your faith. Jesus told us false prophets will be around. But that is no excuse for you to talk at. Talk at anointed vessels. Let me tell you the reason why. And I'm not trying here to magnify my ministry. Let me tell you the reason why. It's a spiritual thing. I would rather walk away. And I'm telling you, I would rather walk away. If I ever, listen, I've been to places when I know that my spirit did not connect with whatever I was doing there. I didn't alter a word. I left. The Bible says, whatever a man sows, he will reap. If you are in ministry because you want to take money from God's people, and do whatever. It's between you and God. 
But at the same time, no pastor would hold you down in any congregation, all in the name of saying, God said you should stay here. That is not even scriptural. Jesus never forced anybody. The Bible says when they saw power, they followed him. And the Bible says in the days of power, people will be willing. I would rather, listen, that's why for those of you who have known me so long, I'm not moved by congregation. And at the same time, when the congregation come, we are not dropping the standards. The standard of every church should be the Holy Ghost, period. The standard of every Christian should be Christ, period. That's why I keep telling folks, don't pray in the name of any pastor. Don't, don't, pray, don't pray in the name of any, no matter how anointed, no matter how gifted, no matter how that. The reason is because you are going to cut a flow. It is better for us to have a church where everybody is anointed. That's how we become principalities. Because, listen, nobody, I, I don't think there's any church that is bigger than what Moses pastored. Moses was, an, was anointed to the point whereby, you don't understand, nobody, the Bible says Moses was the only man that taught to God, I wanted to see you face to face. No other person in the history of the scriptures. That was how anointed Moses was. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.